You're listening to Edible Podcast, orally fixated, highly ingestible, lesbian and cannabis culture. Hey, yo, Alexa, roll up. sponsor of the week and they were so kind as to bring us down some treats we had some rice krispies treats and some heart cookies and i don't know how many milligrams these are so you know <laughs> living on the dangers <laughs> Oh, they get chocolates. Yes, is it chocolates? No, they're done. No, no. <laughs> right, right. They're just extra, I guess. Well, so Dove needs to get on it. Yeah. So <laughs> take your pick. Anybody want anything? They're edibles. Um, we also have the tinctures here from Baked and Fuck. So this looks like a brownie. I'm gonna have a cookie. Okay. Let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm in, in oh, What is this? Oh, a brownie. Oh, we have a brownie too. They're cute. They are. They want the extra mile to put a little, little pizzazz on there. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. That's what I want. <laughs> All right, it's time for snack therapy. Yep. Try, try a little bit of this. Right, that's smart. I definitely want the brownie. What? <laughs> oh, putting in the wine. Yeah. Oh, oh snap. You think that's gonna be a good mixture? We have we have Jeff over here adding the tincture to some red wine, so that's gonna be interesting. I'm a gambler. So mixture. All right, so let's go around. Ella, how do you feel about the cookies? I mean, my cookie's good. It's really soft. Um, It's like a a you know a regular sugar cookie, but I do appreciate that it's not crunchy. So <laughs> that's, that's something to appreciate. <laughs> you like that soft bake? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. soft bake is always my my go to as well. It tastes better when you that's dip it in the milk. Mm-hmm. It's strong. Oh, you just said that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you did the tincture. I just tasted it in my little. I just let me. Can I smell it? Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like I should smell it. I had the brownie. <laughs> I want to see if it smells like strong. Does it smell like skull and crossbones? Yeah, it smells like you. The brownie is really, really <laughs> delicious. Alright, I'm gonna take a bite out of the rice. It's really rich. I definitely got tincture on my hand, so I guess my other hand. Uh, <laughs> tempted to touch. Don't waste uh, that. Yeah, you better lick that. Yeah, all yeah, I, I want to taste the um, rice crispy for a second, mm-hmm. really get a feel for the flavor, and then I'm gonna chase it with because yeah, these tinctures. Are finger. That's strong. Tinctures and cookies go very well together. Well, okay. certain ones. So I'm a big fan of rice crispy treats. Yeah, yeah, me too. Mm. This is very pretty. I need a moment too. You need a moment? <laughs> There's some Captain Crunch berries in there. It's Captain Crunch berries on there. Yeah. You found it. I don't know if it's very It's audio. I know, it's just audio. So I really, I really enjoy this. I think if you're someone that likes a little bit of flavor of weed butter in there, you'd like this. If you don't like it, you might not mm-hmm. enjoy this one. I'm someone that really, really enjoys it to taste a little bit of weed. Yeah, like it same. makes me feel like I'm like, you know, I mean, just eating weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's because nice. you know you be seeing the nugs sometimes. You're like, I wonder if you're delicious. We don't want to eat it. I wonder if you're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably are. But but yeah, no, this I'm, I'm a fan of this. 
I would definitely recommend it. I definitely probably sit up at home alone and stare at it, slowly eat it, and call it some cute nicknames <laughs> like baby girl. <laughs> I'm eating the whole thing. I don't know about y'all. I'm going to eat You're not going to apprehensive. I don't know how many milligrams they are. Just to warn you. Yeah. Um, hey, just so y'all know. I'm, like, I'm eating the whole thing. I'm not going to talk during the podcast. Yeah. Or just, like, <laughs> eat your cookies. So <laughs> this is so good. But mine yeah, isn't fine. Let me try yours. Do you want to taste it? Do you want to try this? Try some of this. A little bit. You guys really have no idea how many milligrams are in any of them? No. 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 Not at all. All right, this is Fame, and you're listening to Edible Podcast. We have with us today Ella and Noah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having us here. Of course, of course. Um, And why do we have them in here today? So today we're going to talk about... A big thing that we talk about is relationships, obviously, you know, and the uh, queer community and just the different types of relationships there are out there, just so we can kind of just explore them, um, you know, from different perspectives. So one of the types of relationships we're going to talk about is friendships after dating. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, so Noah was real big on that. Um, In fact, Noah, you spoke very highly of Ella. <laughs> no, don't lie to her. I was talking about shit. <laughs> like this ignorant. When she reached out, yeah. What did I say? What did you say exactly? Damn, fuck. What was it? Give me, give me two seconds. Um, because I'm super high. <laughs> this whole time I've been trying to figure out what it was. Don't tell me. Don't tell Fame me. Is very high. <laughs> like fried. It's it's wonderful. And it was so good. It was so good because I was like, I'm going to tell her you said that. She honestly is just one of the coolest and smartest people I've ever met. And I don't know anyone. (laughs) Is that how you imagine I was saying it? (laughs) This is bullshit. (laughs) Wait, should I read it how I read it? Hold on, my dad. And I don't know anyone who wouldn't love listening to her talk. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, Noah? How'd you read it? <laughs> How'd you say it? <laughs> yeah, she honestly is just one of the coolest, smartest people I've ever met. And I don't know anyone who wouldn't love listening to her talk. That's how I thought about it. I like your dramatization, though. Because that's how I be talking. It's like, you're like, she honestly... Is this like some reading some like at, like fucking Shakespearean? She honestly remove my glasses. Put, put, it, put, it, put it back. Put it back on. Just one of the coolest and smartest people I've ever met. She's just a dickhead. Basically, no, but I do. I there's much truth to that because I I adore Ella and I do think and I thought for a long time that she does have a lot of things to say so i think when i reached out to fame and i thought of you i was just like wow this this would work so well like in my mind i was just like super creative kind of mindset and i was thinking about her and you know your podcast and how all that thing could really gel together so in that moment i did really mean Oh my god! <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a cancer. By the way, we got cancer the table. We got Aquarius. But can I tell you? Can I say your placements? Is that too personal? Go ahead and tell it all. <laughs> tell it all. <laughs> she's in a very special Aquarius. She's an Aquarius with a Pisces moon and rising. So we got a lot of water. A lot of water in there. And Pisces moon. I don't think I could handle that. All that water, not a drop. Well, I cannot to drink. handle all that water. Not a drop to drink. Oh, people thirsty? Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? I'm trying to read between the lines. Yeah. I don't know. She be causing droughts. (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean? Causing them? That's even deeper. Shut up. That's a a compliment. It is how. Right? Causing droughts. I'm I'm just going to say. I can't see a single way that that's like. A compliment. I think that's a sexual thing. Unless you can explain it to me. It is an innuendo, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I know, but like, 
I don't know. Maybe I'm slow and high right now. I just can't. I don't get it. You make me draw? Like, bitch, what's happening? No. Like, I'm too confused. I'm just, I don't Why know. Why don't you explain yourself? Can you explain it to me? Uh, sure. When <laughs> you're causing droughts, I think that means, you know, people are, th- are thirsting for you. That means you got some sort of mojo. Oh, okay. Where you causing got droughts you. out here in these streets. That makes oh, sense. Oh, I thought it was more sexually. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I thought it was like a desert or something. I was scared. My vagina. Oh, like, no, like, no, <laughs> wait, what? No, I what? thought she was like calling oh, me that. No, what she oh, said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taking all twists and turns. Oh, so Mercury is in retrograde as of today. So oh, is any it? lack, That's I wanted cool. to bring that up. Any kind of lack of communication. This is why this time of uh, time in the transits is very important to specify and clarify. <laughs> Should be getting all whack. Should be thinking I'm just saying one thing. You be just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Like it doesn't. So just me. to clarify, no one was talking about a, a desert pussy. Right. <laughs> there you go. I, I promise. <laughs> we in here. Just to clarify for the sake of water. <laughs> for the sake of Mercury retrograde. Cheers. Cheers to that. Yes. <laughs> a non-desert pussy. Non-desert. Pussy. Yes. <laughs> can appreciate that one. But the desert at night is beautiful. <laughs> Ella. You got the stars. You be, have you been to the desert? You've been to the desert, right? You've been to the desert, right? <laughs> what? She's so serious. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm from the Middle East. It's not I've been to the East. desert. I know. That's what I was asking. I, was, I didn't want to assume. You don't know me that anymore. I know you, but I know, but I didn't. Mm. I didn't want to assume that ah! you don't know me online. anymore. People have gone to Israel, and never been into the desert. All right, I've been in the desert. Okay, I wasn't sure. I know you've been to the <laughs> said, oh, Yeah, you might be an uncultured bitch. But <laughs> you, know what I mean? you see, you see what Mercury retrograde does. Hold up, I, I know. To the desert. I know I'm that you I have been, been okay. bitch. I know. Okay. I know. Culture. Listen. <laughs> This podcast is all all types of ways. This this is not even our topic. I mean, shit happens. But now we're, we're not clarifying. talking about the desert and how you like the desert. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, what you want to talk about? <laughs> if you want to have a desert, go find a girl with the desert. Wait, wait. I don't. I'm not even about? following. I'm not though. following. <laughs> Ella, what should we talk about? I mean, what are our topics? No. Somebody grab another. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Let's eat some more. <laughs> That's the answer. Eat more edibles. Wait, can, can I get these? No. Can you get these? No, no, you're mad at me. I don't know why she's mad at me. I'm not why you mad at me. Mad. No, feed yourself food. No. You wanted it. Hear her. Well, okay, so you guys obviously seem to have a very close relationship. How long have you been friends for? Like oh. after the relationship? Uh, so we took a break October. in September. We took a date to a break in September, right? From being friends? From dating? From dating. That's okay. when we stopped dating. This last September? This past September, okay. yes. And we talked on and off, but not that often, for like two months. Try to think. The last, the last retrograde. The last retrograde, right after that one was over. It was very, <laughs> very specific, actually. Um, Talk about it, girl. Okay. What happened? Should I, should, I, should, I, should I just say the whole... We, we ate mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important. That was it's not that part was, of the story. It is important. <laughs> it was. It was the. That was the. As far as the timeline, that's when I was. Drug use is important. How's this? Wait, what was the story in your mind? I'm curious. We stopped talking like September. Okay. We cut our relationship off. We didn't really talk that much, and we tried to have a friendship. And I feel like our friendship didn't really work until like. Maybe 2020. You think oh, that so? Was this we year. got no, no, no. This no, year. No, no. no. <laughs> it was a little. Well, how can you say it's 2020? Okay, it was, um, it was like Thanksgiving. It's just February. Okay, it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I was like, well, we tried. So the thing is, is that I have never been friends with an ex, and Ella has. Mm-hmm. And for me, when we were breaking up, like. We were like split up like three times, something like that, right? 
before eventually, like before September. But she had wanted to stay friends all those times. And I, for me, I was very... Um, I was against. I was completely against it. I was like, you know, I have all these feelings. It's just going to cause turmoil. And I, I just, I was scared. I was scared of what it would do. Uh, but... My throat's dry. My throat's a do desert. What you do. There's a desert going on in here right now. <laughs> you know which one you're like, and then. <laughs> and then we went. Okay. I shouldn't have done that. This is going to sound like This is going to be the worst episode at all. They're going to be like, um, I'm going to get so I many think- emails about it. They're going to be like, yeah, y'all changed my life. Oh, no worry. I think I think we're being funny. I think I'm I'm opt- optimistic. Uh, where where was I? Where was I? Wow. <laughs> High ass motherfuckers. <laughs> um. Okay. So so yeah. I I did not feel comfortable being friends, and after a while, uh, I was really sad not being friends. And I think that kind of changed some things up. She had hit me up actually. Uh, it was like. Cause we we broke up, broken up like in the beginning of my semester. Towards the end, whatever. Just trying to reel it back. But she had hit me up sometime before we ate mushrooms, <laughs> and she actually reached out. She was flying back from you were flying back from Texas or something like that. Oh yeah, Remember? that was after Christmas. It was after Christmas or Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. before New Year's. After no, Christmas, that was really yeah. before New Year's, because we were friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah, before yeah. New Year's, yeah. after Christmas. So. Okay. God, I think it was earlier, but semantics. Anyways, um, she had called me from an air from the airport, and she was. It was very sweet. It really like tugged on my little heartstring. She was like, kind of like a little emotional on the phone, and she was like, "Listen, like I really miss you, and I love you, and I I." really want to have you in my life to love you platonically. Oh my god, I think I was on my period because I was crying. <laughs> I was crying in the airport. Oh, yeah, she was crying. I don't want to say it, but you did. Yeah, I, I was just said emotional. in the airport. Yeah. It was, really, it was really sweet. And, you know, I was uh, I'm a freshman in college right now. Mm-hmm. I, I wait, I'm 28 years old. I'm really happy that I'm doing that side note. Hey. Uh, but, you know, I my first semester was really hard and a part of it was that I was doing something that I'd never done before which was essentially like cut off somebody that's very important in my life simultaneously trying to be an adult and do the right thing so it was very uh stressful time time in my life but also very humbling mm-hmm. and, like I grew a lot from it and I wouldn't change it for the world but when she hit me up it felt so good to hear from her it was so wonderful, and I was like, in my head, I was like, you know, why, why the fuck wouldn't I want to be friends with? So, like, we never had a bad breakup. We didn't burn any bridge. We didn't do each other dirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We, we, it was very cordial. It was out of love. Like, we broke up because why we break up? I know what. I'll let you do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know an official reason. I think that, you know, we both had a lot going on. And I think that we were at a place where we really both needed to be there for our own selves, Mm kind of. And maybe not so much trying to extend ourselves to somebody else. Like, so deeply that we did. Mm -hmm. You know, because we both had just, like, a lot of things going on. I think what there was something really beautiful about our breakup, which was... We were both trying to be very, very considerate for the other person's experience and their journey. How so? Like, what were you doing? So, I remember that we were in, like, the art museum or whatever that, that last day or whatever. Um, and I was I was asking her, I said, you know, like, what what do you want? Not, not with this. Like, what do you want for Ella? And, you know, the thing that she said, it was, it was something that I had to respect. It was a journey... We could have very well kept fighting, you know, fighting what we wanted to try to make something work just because. 
But we were both, I think, very, very considerate of the fact that we needed to have a journey. And we respected that before before it got sour. And I think one of my, my biggest fears, it's funny because, so this morning I was very uh, interested in, I was I was like looking at archives of shit that I, I texted her and stuff like that. And uh, I, I, guys, I ate some edibles <laughs> and I'm losing my damn train of thought. But... <laughs> I got I got caught up like lost in the sauce thinking about that day in the art museum and I'm thinking I was like oh that's very pretty that evening and we just started thinking about how we had to move like this one chair and like there was a couple here and we kept having to move and shit the day. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Um, um, I'm just like mm. we went to the art museum a lot. I will say we did we did go there a lot. That was almost every time we broke up. <laughs> Yeah, that was our spot it was to break spot. up. So, I mean, I feel like I would go to the art museum knowing I feel like that you're about to break up. In retrograde. Remember that one time when, when Wait, it was raining? Like walking to your desk, we like, like walk the plank. Can I just be museum? In retrospect, I almost said retrograde. In retrospect, it was kind of foreplay ish. Yeah, we it was definitely foreplay ish. Like, okay. we would, it would be this, like, dramatics, like. And then let's Crying sleep together one more night. Like an hour later, she called me. Missy, I'm like, yeah, I didn't even get a chance to give you a proper goodbye. We go back to our ha- house. So. That's not a proper goodbye <laughs> at, at the art museum? I feel like that's so proper. It's, you know, there's the ego and then there's the id that's all the way over here. This is primal as fuck. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But Were you at the top of the stairs? <laughs> no, no, no. So we were on the other side. You know the back where the gazebo is? What's the gazebo? Where's the gazebo? To behind. So you go up the Rocky Steps behind the art museum. Okay. So the Rocky Steps would be the front. Mm-hmm. So the other side of the art museum. Oh, it's beautiful. You should go sometime. Yeah, it's really I yeah. Have, I don't. I didn't just. I didn't recognize it as a gazebo. They have yeah. They have a gazebo up there. They and now it's down below. Gazebos. They got like the water, the waterfront, hmm. all this shit. I remember. Oh, I don't remember. Was that? Oh, that was the night that they had a wedding. We snuck into the, the bathroom. Stall. You snuck in. Yeah. Oh, you, didn't you follow me? Nope. Oh, that was great. I was like, "Why did you have to sit in the bathroom?" Because we had to. We had to go to the bathroom real bad. No, no, you had to go to the bathroom. I didn't go to the bathroom. All right, I, you know, you're right. I spoke for you. So I had to go to the bathroom real, real bad, and I did not want to pop a squat. And I saw they had the. Big ass fancy art museum wedding, you know that shit costs money. But they have these like super fancy trailers, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that you go to VIP at the yeah. music festivals, mm-hmm. and they got air conditioning there and everything. So I think that they have guards there. So I was just like, let me just, eat. you know, they just let me right in. They didn't ask questions, but it was nice. It was a very nice bathroom. Random it smelled good. Itself. They had perfumes there. You could spray yourself. <laughs> I really thought of everything. Yeah. Where were we talking? We were supposed to talk about a relationship. We just went all the way. You were talking about like but, the real reason you broke up or not. I don't think y'all really got to the real reason. I said my like, real reason. We both had stuff to focus on. Stuff well, to yeah. focus on. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was just like we, we didn't want to. Oh, yeah. So for me, I didn't want to uh, cause any friction. I had a very big fear of things turning sour before they end. And that's not something that I ever wanted. We have such a beautiful thing. Still, I'm not even going to say had. We have such a beautiful thing. And I didn't want to taint it by trying to force shit. And my biggest fear was to stay in a relationship where we just stop talking to each other one day. And then, you know, everything gets sneaky. And then you can't look at the other person the same again. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of these, you know, the reason we broke up often was not because we were toxic because we actually had a very very healthy communicative relationship but i think there was a lot of like things that would pop up and i was just i would be like i think on my end um when i would uh present it like maybe we should like back off it would be because i don't want to get to a place where it's gonna make us hate each other so it was never a heated thing it was never a heated thing it was just like well i see a problem here and i think we should like step back yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's like constant assessing uh because i have had relationships that it honestly a lot of them weren't like perfect from the cut but far from it 
but I've definitely had relationships that were very passionate from the cut, but the communication wasn't wasn't good. So then things just start stop communicating, and you know, it just gets to that place where you look at that person, you'll never look at them the same. And because we were able to do that, and you know, taking that break, it was really hard for me. Uh, I missed her. So when she reached out. You know, I, I really wanted her back in my life. So I was just like, why the fuck not? And I remember actually, I have this, I don't know if I told you this. I have this, uh, I had this classmate last semester and she was talking about like her exes and being friends with her. So I was telling her about that. And she's like, well, there was never any bad blood. Why cut that person on my lip? Right. So like another friend, you know what I mean? Not just any friend, like a super extra special friend. You right, know what I mean? right. They weren't the same super friend. That's true. Like, yeah, oh, like not. You got something here. I think it was Rice Krispie. <laughs> <laughs> Rice Krispie on her nose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a super extra special friend, and it's something that I never experienced before. And I'm I'm really happy that we did that, and it it was not an easy road just from that de- decision. Like you, you know. It was difficult for a while. You have to learn how to build a bridge. You know, for me, the hardest thing was how do we have from romantic to not? Like, what are the things that we do anymore that we don't? How do we communicate? We didn't communicate before. So this but, is a truly, like, platonic relationship. <laughs> I mean, let's get I real. Mean, I mean, fuck on his theory. We had sex like two weeks ago, but I mean, cool. Like, you know what I mean? but like, we, I love you. We did not have sex prior to that at all, so or after like, that. Well, no, we had we sex, sex prior. two days in a no, row. We had sex before but... Mercury retrograde went in. But, but that was two like days in a row. <laughs> uh, that was like Mercury retrograde here. I'm baby. saying before that, before that, before that weekend, like right, be- right when we started <laughs> talking, yes. I remember <laughs> Metro retrograde D. Before Mercury retrograde, we didn't have. Just to clarify, we did not purposefully have sex on the retrograde, nor did we talk to each other on the retrograde. What are you talking about? Remember the last retrograde? I was like, we have to meet up. I did like a whole meditation ceremony. Mushrooms. That was before the mushrooms, yes. But you were hitting me up before the mushrooms. on the retrograde. I don't know. We had to, you know, you don't don't fuck your ex on the retrograde. If you want to keep that relationship. So we didn't. We did not. But we did the night before it went in. Oh, in my, close enough. In my right. house, in my house, you didn't even need the full strength of the retrograde. You just need a little bit of a pre <laughs> It was not in technicalities. It was it was before midnight, and then yeah, then we had sex like two weeks ago. Two weeks twice. ago, in a sense. But that's not well. Bad. Actually, it was the same day. All right. Well, listen. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> there is a point. There is a point to this because what, what, what were you about to say? I don't have a fucking point. Okay, dickhead. Um, <laughs> so essentially, she was she had hit me up like it was a few days prior to us having sex, and she was on her way home from one of her jobs, whatever. And she was she called me and she's like, I. Just, I want to have sex. Like, I just want to come over. I think we're ready to have sex, like, friends. Because I brought up friend sex prior. So because that's ready. a real thing, too. And that's the next yeah. point I was going to bring up. Like, yeah, so. it can still be platonic and still be sexual. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It. I think it all matters what your intentions are, where you, both your head spaces For are. Sure. So. For sure. For um, sure. We had to, I, I think, you know, I'm glad that we waited as long as we did. And it's, we, we had to establish foundation mm-hmm. of friendship first. Uh, but I didn't think that she was gonna hit me up. I, honestly, it was the furthest thing from my mind. I had forgotten that even like pitched that. You got that message. You was like, oh, well, no, she, <laughs> no, 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 she called me. She straight called me. But um, we don't like really. We text like random shit when you're you're pretty no. good with calling me. No, I feel like I'm you're not very a confident. Huge texter. No, but I'm not surprised that I did. No, it was the night your friend flew in. Um, and I went, yeah. I don't know if I can say that name, but yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> um, and then what happened? It was the day I, I smoked with her, and you were you were at work, and then you had to go babysit. Um, what happened? I know. Not that she had these bathrooms. We were trying um, not to interrupt you. Skirt, okay. skirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yes, yeah, so and, and then you came. 
Well, okay, yeah. I'll just say that I would just say that me and Noah have really good sex. So then I was like, let's just try it again. Let's just do it again. See what it's like. Because it was, I mean, it was great the first time. So I'm like, might as well do it again. All the time. Wait, so <laughs> Nah, all the time. No, for, for real. Like, it, I had some great sex in my life. But there was the sex I had with Ella, It's just, it was transcendent. It's, it's just one of those things. Like, you have that kind mm. of bond. Because we do feel like we have a, like, correct me if I'm wrong, we're like a soul bond. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's something that, you know, again, another reason why I'm really happy that I keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, we have that yeah. very special bond. But wait, what, so what did you, you, you were like, let's see what it was like. What was it like? It was interesting. It was definitely different than being in a relationship sex. Like, you know, it's still, I think these have been so long. I told Noah this mm-hmm. one day when we were driving somewhere, but. That it's like you have to get kind of used to each other again, like used to each other's vibe, especially if you've had sex with different people in between. Mm-hmm. That it's like I felt that even yeah. if you're so used to something in the beginning, it was so great and so perfect. It's like it's almost like muscle memory. Like you have to like tap in and be like, okay, what was it like though before? And like tap into that same connection. Yeah. So it was interesting it was interesting it was still really great but it was just like not something that you feel like oh my gosh this is the shit that i've been doing every day twice a day for well like yeah because it's, it's like meeting somebody for the first time again it's like having right. sex with somebody for the first time because essentially we're never like you're not the person you were yesterday you're not the person you were yesterday i'm not the person i was yesterday every single experience person that we meet in our life every single person we date have one night stands with whatever they all shape us into a new person so even though you know, when we knew each other, we had this, like, very specific sex, which wasn't that, you know, wasn't black. Yeah, it wasn't black and white at all. It was very adventurous and wild and different all the time. But knowing each other's bodies, you know what I mean? I hadn't had sex with her for a while. So it was, it was like learning each other's bodies again. Absolutely. So I definitely think it's different. I think it, would you agree? It was just as wonderful. It is. Mm-hmm. It in was. Yeah, it was in a different way. And I think, like, knowing that you're a choice and not an obligation also yeah. you know that kind of adds to it as well adds to the throne mm-hmm. being with someone it's not i'm here because we have a relationship or we're in a relationship i'm here because i'm choosing to spend time with you and yeah. i don't have to do that but i genuinely want to be here so yeah. that's what i like about you know the no strings attached if you will type of relationship so with no strings attached. So it's funny because mm-hmm. we actually had a conversation like two days afterwards, like the day after something like that. Because I wanted to talk about it after and make sure we crossed our T's and dotted our I's. But I think when you have, there's like friends with benefits, right? And mm-hmm. there's fuck buddies. Right. And I think that's very two different things. Because when you have a fuck buddy, you only have to tend to one relationship. It's one responsibility. You know, it's very like, this is who you are. You don't have something else going on so it's like more of like a uh a binary kind of dynamic if you will where it's like friends with benefits like there is benefits and then there's a friendship aspect so that's something that is a strength right you know what i mean that's an attachment that's something that needs to be tended to absolutely and for me it's like you know the benefits part is like that that takes second um backseat to the friendship which is the main thing so after we had we slept together recently i actually you know, I texted her and I was like, you know, we should talk about this. Make sure that, you know, we know that I like, I want to keep nurturing. I like our friendship and what we got to. So I want to make sure nurturing that and make sure that we have boundaries so we understand how to approach each other. So we did have a conversation of like, did you have fun? How did you feel? Did you want to do this again? Are you open to it? If so, you know, we should make sure that we're not only hitting each other up, for one thing and not hanging out as friends and that we have to be super extra transparent when we do want to have a sexual evening together have you know whatever along those along that realm be very transparent and communicative communicative about that so that, you know lsa hits me up and it's like I'm trying to fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> i know the intention and i know how i can come over and approach her but then also on the other end of it i can hit her up and be like hey what are you doing and if I'm not saying explicitly, like, I'm trying to have sex with you, she can feel comfortable knowing that I'm trying to hang out with her as a friend. Right. And I'm not that crossing that yeah. line. So that's why I think it was very important for us to have a conversation about that after it sussed that out. 
because for me, it's more important to keep hanging out as friends. And it sucks. I've always welcomed it. I smile every time. I love that shit. All about <laughs> physical touch. You know, there's nothing better than than keeping a love nurtured. So I think that's very important when making mm-hmm. that decision. So jealousy has never come into play, or I mean, you guys have been doing it for just you know some months now. So I will say I feel like Noah is a more jealous person. <laughs> In general, I feel like always has been towards me, but I don't, I feel like when Noah's dated other people, I never felt like, this is kind of fucked up, but I never felt like they were like better than me or like it was a competition to me. So it never felt like that was something that I had to worry about, like being jealous because it was like, that's nice what they have. But I also know like the relationship that we have and I think it helped because we were so friends that I knew that our relationship was really strong. So it never felt like that's something that I have to like the people feel like is my competition. I met after. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I was more jealous when we were together than after. I think you're misconstruing jealousy but for you've always ab- been more jealous. But no, you're right. So our jealousy was never like to clarify was we never really manifested and correct me if I'm wrong, never manifested itself in an unhealthy way. No, yeah, so. yeah. Um, but I, you know, I did, you know, have more jealousy. But I try to like communicate that. And if I didn't, shit would get fucked up. I'd be sitting there all, you know, emo and not communicating. <laughs> I'd be like, what, what the fuck? And I'm, just, okay. all right. um, it, internally, you know. But I think overall, I, like, I remember this one night we went out, uh, me and your old roommate. Uh, Attico, mm-hmm. and it was such a cool night because, you know, I loved like when we went out when we were together. It's like you know she did her own thing, and people were flirting with her, whatever. And I those types of things I was completely okay with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I thought you know I'd be sending back. Like you remember that night? Was that crazy? Definitely. Do. You want to tell give your two cents on that night? No, it was just a crazy night. Yeah. We met this like older couple. And the husband was like, oh, my God, she's so beautiful. I want to fuck her. And the wife was like, yeah, let's fuck her. Like, they were buying all Wait, these shots. I have shots. a video. I have a video. They were buying yeah, all these shots. Her. It was, like, me, Noah, and my old roommate. And, like, we just were having so much fun. I remember I was talking to, to talking about it to my other friend the other day. And I was like, yeah, Noah was like, yeah, they were giving me so many shots. You were pouring them in my glass. And, like, knowing me, like, I would have took them shots. Oh, I so forgot about that. I must have been, like, so drunk. That. But... We had so much fun. <laughs> yeah, we did have. Well, I mean, we've like, done some cool things. Like we we've gone. A, I don't know if you've heard about this sex party here in Philly, but we've gone to these really big sex parties together. Like we like doing that stuff together. I think the things that made me jealous was, um, there was that one John that you were texting. Where I there was no reason for me to be jealous because it was some. You know, I'm talking about no. DC John. Let's call her DC John. Okay. But it was like not. It was. Not invalid, but un, you know, unrealistically unreasonable. Was a little stupid. Unreasonable. <laughs> She's you know stupid. Whatever you want to call it. Um, unreasonably stupid. Uh, but you know that was that. Those are more the things that I. I guess my insecurities would pop up. Mm-hmm. Like you know, which is I like transparency. So it's give like us an example. Mind, You're being around the bush. Like, I'm trying. No, no, no. I'm trying to think of one because I can't even think of an example right now. Can you? No, because that's not my point that I'm standing. What's your on point? The hill? Standing. <laughs> on I'm standing on a hill. Point. Like I this never is your soapbox. Um, no, I feel like you know our relationship is pretty night. cool. That's the lady. What lady with the cornrows? Yeah, that was the lady. It was like the husband and wife. Mm-hmm. That was such a fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. She didn't like you down. I'm sorry, yeah. There you go. But we have fun, fun nights like that. You know what I mean. I really enjoyed when. I really enjoy. I did enjoy going out and people complimenting her. I was never insecure about that. I'd be like, yes, please compliment this beautiful woman that's with me. Like, if guys wanted to buy her drinks or girls, whatever, like, please buy her drinks. Like, she deserves it. I always thought that was really cool. 
Um, but she was definitely less less jealous. But she did something. So I have. So this is very interesting. I've, I've kind of you know how people kind of have these. Uh, I call them un toxic uh, toxic relationship fetishes. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. people people need a certain thing to get them going. Absolutely. And I my toxic thing that I realized got me going was when people get jealous of me. Mm-hmm. That's like something that That's so true. I think when we were together, she was very good at like playing that up sometimes. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like a interesting the first time I think I was with someone where I channeled a toxic, otherwise toxic behavior in a really, really healthy way in a relationship. It's like you're turning it into this like toxic desire and you're mm-hmm. trying to channel it into something that mm-hmm. you can bring into the bedroom yeah. and it's fun it's and it's healthy. And we were, it was like consensual jealousy. Right. You know what I mean? It was like being in there. It's like when we were in there, we knew that what it was. That it was right. But it wasn't going to ever be like problematic right. or like affect our relationship right. at all or really anything. So I just loved her little like bratty. She had like a bratty, uh, like persona, like bratty baby. Bratty <laughs> baby. Tell it all. Yeah. You want to tell everything? Like, all right, I'm. A, I'm. A, I talked no. a lot. Just kidding. So, Don't tell no, it all. No. Let's just sit silently until Ella. Awkward. <laughs> no. Would you want to say Ella? No, I didn't. I don't have anything to say. You know, <laughs> oh, you don't have to tell it all. Like that's all I'm saying. But <laughs> so, all right. So no, I, I want to limit my things to say. <laughs> so I did bring this book that I wanted to show you, fam. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll keep this real short. But I read this before I met Ella, and just to keep it on the title, that's not what I meant. Um. If anybody has heard of Dr. Deborah Tannen, she wrote it. But it's a really, really cool book on communicating um, different styles, different linguistics. We all communicate differently. We all have a different understanding of what the other person um, means when they say something. So this book taught me a lot about asking questions and and talking. You know, it's all all fun and silly talking about all this stuff. But I definitely attribute it to learning how to ask questions with all these things like how we got to these points of like you know having our goofy little jealous dynamics and like all these fun things that we did together like our little daddy princess di- dynamics or have what not telling it all you know i talked to her I you gotta to tell her. it all That's what we're here Wait, you know i talked to her and i asked her i was like is there anything that you don't want to talk about and i she's was like, just like no. oh she, she didn't think about that. that she said no. no but okay you know what our other topic i actually do have stuff to say about it so i feel like oh, yes we can go to our other topic yeah, yeah, yeah. i like to do segue you know what i mean <laughs> You guys listening on the podcast do not know, obviously. But um, if you go check them out, they're clearly of different races or racial makeup. <laughs> so um, one thing that we wanted to discuss that I think is something that even today, unfortunately, like is a big thing. Um, but it's not a matter of choice. Um, the way that like our different uh, racial makeups and gender types intersect um, becomes a big part of our relationships. So what we wanted to talk about was, you know, how the different racial makeups um, or, you know, really when it comes down to it and on a face value, because people can't look at you and see, you know, what racial makeup you are, per se. You could very well be black. You know what I mean? (laughs) No one could very well be black and we don't know that shit. (laughs) So um, just a face value when people look at you color, you know, when it comes down to, to that. Um, basically how color, how race has affected your relationship, has it affected your relationship? And then also, you know, when it comes down to family, like, has that been a thing for either of you, um, currently or historically, you know, so. Um, I don't know how much it affected our, to our interpersonal relationship with each other. Um, as far as I think for me, it complicated my relationship with like the outside world in terms of interpreting our relationship. I think that that's when it became a problem because it wasn't like ever a problem that like I was like, oh, you're racist or like you're, 
you have this like weird microaggression against black women or like a fetish against black women. It wasn't like that. So I don't think it ever affected our relationship because it wasn't a personal thing. It was just like how other people interpret you. And I think that because for me, it was always like black women should always date other black people because it's like you're uplifting your own race and all of these things that I think that it was hard to be like, well, what is your relationship with somebody who's not black? What does that mean to your own self? Like, and what does that mean to like what you're contributing to the world, what you're showing to the world, all these things. And so I think that that was challenging. Um, so I don't know if, I think it was just, really you just been taught to date other black people and that that's like something beneficial to do and then to not do that like do people think lesser of you because of that and i think that that part was challenging now in your family did you have a family that like if you de- if you dated outside your race would like make comments like even jokingly like well my sister is married to somebody who's korean mm-hmm. and my parents are both black but my sister's married to somebody korean and so they accepted him. And so I remember going to her and being like, well, how is it like being into in an in, interracial marriage? And she was like, it's hard. And you have to see if that's something that you're willing to go up against because it's like, it can be a lot of negative things surrounding. And so she was just like, you know, you have to see like, not just can you handle it for yourself, but can you handle it for your partner? Because people are going to say so much stuff and you don't want to make them feel bad and stuff like that. So you don't want to project onto them. So that's what she said and she was like you just have to know that for yourself and I think ultimately like our relationship when we weren't in a relationship for a reason so it, it wasn't because of the race thing so I think that that was good like it wasn't like a, oh my god we had to end our relationship because like we just had all these differences about us not being the same race and how people interpreted us but I do think it was a interesting dynamic in our relationship yeah. No, for sure. I mean, you know, Ella was very, I appreciate it a lot. She was always very communicative with how she felt in that regard. Um, you know, I, I can't relate to a lot of that, but I was always careful to listen to her and understand where she was coming from and just, you know, let her have whatever journey she needed to have with that. You know, she didn't, I was the first non-Black person that she dated, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew it was new for her. And for me, it wasn't new. And I, she, she notices when people stare at us. I've never noticed it, but she notices it. So it was, you know, I appreciate uh, what she was, her, her little new thing that she was experiencing with me. And I never took that for granted. I always wanted to listen understandably. Uh, but some, you know, sometimes I, I would, I wouldn't even see. You know, when I was with her, it was just she I was not her. Really paying attention. I would know, and she would tell me later on, like you know, people were looking at us. And, you know, she she from what she told me, she thought it was because I wasn't black. And she was mm-hmm. with me. So now is that something you think that you were more sensitive to, like when you were out? Like I think you... Noah's used to just being a person who's like in her own world, and she's really not paying attention <laughs> to anybody. Mm-hmm. So when we're together, like she's paying attention to me, making sure I'm safe, but like that's it. Like it's not anybody else around her, and I think like she's just used to that because she's never been the type to like fit in or like whatever so it's like she's just not like that and I think that I was way more aware of like how other people interpret us especially being in Philly and like us going to a lot of like non-white events like it was like we weren't going to spaces that were like white yeah like it wasn't like white spaces that we were in it was always like spaces like where it was like brown people and so it was like I interpret how they look at me Whereas I think Noah's just not like like that. Like she's mm-hmm. just like I'm here and like I'm in my own world type of person. So I think that it was it's a personality difference that really made a impact on who felt more about the interracial relationship and who didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So I think actually like the roots picnic. I think that's when I felt it the most. Because I could tell she was very, like, apprehensive, like, being affectionate with me. It's not that she wasn't when we were young, actually. But I can definitely tell that you were you were going through something. We had talked okay, about Okay, so this it. has affected your physical interaction out in public. It was, like, in that 
on that day, I was just more aware of it than usual, mm-hmm. I would say. I don't know that it, it affected me, you know, on that, in that context, but I, there was definitely something that I noticed more so than not that day in the moment, as opposed to her telling me about it later. Um, now, can you speak on that? Do you change in your behavior if that is something that is true that you... I don't know if it was a super change in behavior. I think it was like, I don't know. I think just in general and like, it's so interesting in like all black spaces where it's like, I don't think it was even because Noah's not black. Like, I think it's even like, like we're two women and it's not something Mm -hmm. that I'm so like in the black community. I feel like used to being like super, super affectionate with somebody, especially if I'm with another woman. Mm -hmm. So I think it's that Mm -hmm. on top of the fact that like, yeah, you're not black, but I think like just us being together, it wouldn't be a space where I was Mm -hmm. like, even safety wise, you know what I mean? Like you're in a, heterosexual space primarily mm-hmm. like it's not meant to be a space for us yeah as yeah. you know queer people of color mm-hmm. and other <laughs> yeah no, so. to, to clarify too i was more it was that day i was like i noticed that she was uncomfortable like to make it like the most simplified mm-hmm. i didn't know why we had talked about it later um we did like much of those like different parts and let her just do it but it was something, I think for me, when I notice the environment, I'm noticing, I'm more so reading people as individuals. Because I do, I am concerned about, like you were talking about, like safety is very, very important. But I am, I am somebody that's a little bit more, it's always been a little bit more affectionate in public than she has. That was definitely different. So how did you react to that? Were you like upset by it? Did you? I honestly, that day, so I was talking to Fame upstairs about, you know, I had bipolar. So that day I was going through some other shit. So I had, like, was overthinking a lot. So I, I had, like, my own other experience um, where I was I was struggling with something that had nothing to do with that. But so later on in reflecting about that, I realized that that was one of the things that I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. But I was overthinking a lot that day. That was actually, like, a night that I first talked to Ella. And she knew I had bipolar, but I was, like, talking to her, and I was like, have you heard of hypomania? <laughs> and that's something that happens to people with bipolar who do get treatment, who do see therapists regularly. Like, you can have little regressions here and there. Um, so being in that space, I was going through something completely, completely different that day. So I can't really speak to the other things, uh, but I can tell you that, one minute I was down. Right. Next minute, Jill Scott came on. I was like, hey. <laughs> it was really fun. Right. And it was a really good time. And I, I'm really happy we went. But we definitely needed to have the conversation that we had after that. And it was not about her not being affectionate. It was not anything other than, like, I was acting kind of shifty. And <laughs> now, have you ever felt like good. Noah, like, didn't really understand something that you were going through or maybe didn't do or say the right thing in regard to something that you were going through as a woman of color? No, I don't think that Noah was ever a type of person who's not understanding. Like, I feel like if anything, Noah's like the most understanding, but I think that like her feeling the same experience, I can't expect her to feel the same experience Mm -hmm. because I feel like Noah's dated a lot of women of color primarily. And so I feel like that's something that she's just used to. Mm -hmm. And we also, like, before Noah was in school and stuff like that, we're not really in the same, like, arena of, like, doing certain things. Like, I had, That's like, true. been in school and, like, was around people who were in school and she was around more people, like, related to her music and stuff like that. So it was, like, two different crowds. So, I mean, no, I don't. So to go back, no, I don't think that she was not understanding. I think she was just used to it not being a thing. And when it was a thing for me, she made it like, you know, she was like, okay, like it can be a thing for the both of us and we can both try to figure it out. So I don't think so. I think she's being good about it. But I don't think our, we had, like I said, I don't think we had the same experience. Mm-hmm. But it, I think in that situation, it's always going to help if you have somebody who's understanding. Because if you don't, that's the least that somebody can do to be understanding and like hear your experiences and not ignore that and act like it's not an issue just because it's not an issue for them and then it's like based off of that then can you 
further see like going through that, getting more comfortable, et cetera, et cetera, that you can make it a long term relationship and make it last. Because not only understanding, but sometimes who somebody who is educated in a certain mm-hmm. way when it comes to certain you know issues, social, political issues, and economical issues. Because I, I dated a white woman one time in my life seriously and that experience but okay so there was a lot of factors that went into that not working out for me personally but she was also from like southwestern pa no offense (laughs) (laughs) she never listens to this but (laughs) it's a very you know very sheltered area about you no, no. It's <laughs> just a very sheltered, sheltered area um, and a very racist area. They have like the highest concentration of KKK members and such. So she grew up in like grew up in like a farm town. Um, so I started dating her, and it was just like the different ways. Like, of course, she was obvious. Obviously, she was okay, you know, with the with the pigmentation, um, which is the reason why we was fucking around, but. At the same time, like her family grew up in that area, right? So that's one thing that was kind of like working against us. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, she just didn't see things the way like somebody who, again, was knowledgeable or who had ever took interest in finding out like why there are this, these disparities between races. You know, it's, it's as simple as them like, oh, just go get a fucking job. Like, no, the, you know, there are reasons and there are things working against us mm-hmm. systematically to like, you know, inhibit certain races from achieving certain, you know, statuses um, or economical statuses. So just that for me was something that stopped me from ever really taking her seriously. And that's really going to that next level. But, you know, it's not something that I like took out on all white women or something like that. I just, uh, the opportunity never presented itself. Like white women don't come at me. No, but I don't think that I think the way that Noah was raised, like her not being like a white American, her being like from Israel, like it was like a different experience, like her having moved to America, all those things and like a typical white American woman would have. So it wasn't really like the same dynamics. I feel like a lot of things that I struggle with or my community struggles with, she can identify with. So I think it wasn't, I, I feel like it's almost like fraudulent to speak on like if I was like a black ass bitch who dated like a white ass American woman Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't be the same. Right. That's Um, true. So I think that that was one thing, like one huge factor that made a difference because I feel like she identified more with the struggles that like our community would be going through compared to like broader white American community. Uh, right. Absolutely. Yeah. They have a totally different understanding here in the United States than in comparison to everybody else. Like the spectrum of like how they think about things. And, you know, I'm obviously an American, but unfortunately <laughs> I can't say I'm proud. <laughs> I'm not proud. <laughs> That's not a long time ago. I would like what somebody is, take what me. What is even an American? I don't know. Let's discuss that because last an American to me out, is everybody who's like, left who who sheesh. fucks with the shit that's going on here. That's an American. Yeah, Lord, <laughs> Lord, Father God, Lord, Father God. Our podcast. You got so bad. No, you're good. You know what? I'm gonna exit it actually just in a second. So right now, right now, hold it, breathe. Ella, Noah, thank you so much for sharing your insight with us on inspiration dating um remaining friends um it's definitely something that you know can be touchy you know with a lot of people who are going through the same thing as you guys so i really appreciate you guys sharing that with us tonight um you guys tune in to edible podcasts every sunday at 9 p.m. is the new time because <laughs> 8 p.m. just ain't working for me. <laughs> and then you have something great to listen to on your way to work on Monday morning. Exactly. Got your podcast day, your week, right? You know, you wake up, you make your eggs or tofu, scramble, whatever you like to do in the morning. Absolutely. You listen to edible podcasts. Do that. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. You, have baby. a good night. Good night. <laughs> Yay, hi, baby. Welcome oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Special thanks to our official sponsor, Rad Pride. Go to radpride.com and use code EDIBLE to get $5 off your order. Whether you're trans, demisexual, or just love cannabis, they have a pride flag for you.